Praise the Lord and welcome to the Men of Valor podcast. This podcast is for you, every young apostolic Pentecostal man that's trying to live for Jesus in the 21st century. Join us every week as we have guest speakers discuss topics that will help you effectively serve God and accomplish His purpose in your life. I'm your host, Henry Flores, and I'm so excited for today's Bible study coming from, you guessed it, me. (laughs) Today, I'm going to be sharing with y'all something that God has been placing in my heart to share for quite some time now. Uh, Guilt to Grace has been something that I've I've been seriously having to live through this this entire covid quarantine season and now transitioning into you know this new season in life i've had to put down my guilt and pick up god's grace and i want to share that with y'all today why don't we jump right into today's bible study john the fisher he got a trump as bishop (laughs) (laughs) bishop flowers you guys ready or what I can't tell which I can't tell which Henry's talking. The baby the Henry with, or the real Henry. The one with the camera. The real Henry, please stand up. Please stand up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys ready or rock and roll or what? Yeah. I guess we'll wait for anyone else to hop in. Um, this is just gonna be us for tonight. So I'm excited. Can you guys yeah. see me good? It's like slanted, right? There we go. There we go. I see y'all better now. Okay. Well, praise the Lord, men of valor. Praise the Lord. I'm praise so Lord. glad. I'm so glad y'all are able to make it tonight. Thank you. so. Can you guys hear me good? Yeah. Yep. So glad that. You guys were able to make it tonight. Such an honor and a privilege to always be able to minister to, you know, this group and this body of young men. Um, It's such an honor and a privilege. So thank you guys for being my friends and everything. So I want to direct your attention to the book of Luke, chapter 15, verse 11. We're going to be reading a little bit Luke chapter 15 verse 11 on forth so I'm going to read it says this Jesus continued there was a man who had two sons the younger one said to his father father give me my share of the estate so he divided his property between them not long after that the younger son got together all he had set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. 
I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. I want, uh, with the help of the Lord, I will be preaching and teaching to you all, uh, moving from guilt to grace, moving from guilt to grace. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing us here tonight, Jesus. I thank you, God, for your word, for your spirit. Lord, I pray that you may anoint me, Heavenly Father, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Anoint my lips of clay, Lord. I, I pray that you can speak every word that you want through me to this generation of young men, Heavenly Father. Lord, I, I want to thank you in advance for what you're about to do tonight, what the impact that you'll do with your word. I want to thank you, Jesus. Um, and I pray that you anoint the ears of every young man and listener tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. Guilt to grace. Guilt to grace. Miriam Webster says that guilt is the state of one who has committed an offense, especially consciously. Guilt is that feeling you get after you messed up after you sinned, after you broke the law, after you did something you shouldn't have done. Guilt is that loud voice that reminds us of the mistakes we've made, of the wrong we've done, of the things we've broken. It was guilt that made Adam and Eve hid from the Lord in the garden. It was guilt that made the prodigal son take longer to return to his father. It was guilt that made Judas hang himself. It is guilt that makes us hide from the Lord. It makes us reject him, it, and it sets us back from receiving the, time, the things that God wants for us. Guilt is a setback, and if you're not careful, it will cost you your life. And ultimately, guilt is the very thing that stops us from receiving the grace of God in our lives. I want you all to understand how serious guilt is and why we shouldn't entertain thoughts in our head. You know, you might have made a lot of mistakes and failures, but don't let that get in between you and your relationship with God. Don't let guilt deter you or dilute you. It was Gerald Jeffers who said that guilt interferes with intimacy. And to that I say, amen. But guilt also interferes with salvation. And if you're not careful and you let guilt override your actions, you are going to end up on a path of self-destruction because it's not the will of God for us to live a life of guilt and shame and condemnation. The devil is a liar. And I'll say it again. It's not the will of God for you and I to be feeling guilty and shameful all of our lives because it is written 
For God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And it also says, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Oh, hallelujah. Quit living a life of defeat and start living a life of victory. God came so that we can live a life more abundantly. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Man, I believe wholeheartedly that guilt was present in the prodigal son until he got to his father. You know what, guys? Let's dissect and read in between the lines of Luke chapter 15. The Bible says he squandered his wealth in wild living. And then a famine came. <laughs> you see, all, this is new. all of this stuff is new to this guy. He spent all of his money and now a famine has came to the land and he's like, what's a famine? I've been living with my father all my life. We never lacked anything. We never lacked finance. We never lacked food or water. What's a famine? You want to know why it was so new to him? You want to know why the prodigal son was so, so like just caught up with all of this stuff going on? It was because, bro. <laughs> Woo, man it was because he once was young and now was old and never had he seen the people in his father's house forsaken nor begging for bread because let me tell you something when you live for jesus it doesn't matter how ugly it may get how dirty how stressful he promises us that he will never leave us nor forsake us and i can testify of the lord's goodness today that he has been faithful in my failure to this day and i don't know what the word lacking is i don't, i have never lacked finance food or faith ever since Jesus came into my life. And I want to tell you, the prodigal son was new to all of this because he was living with his father. He was living with the provider. He was living with the savior, with the, he also, he was new to all of this famine stuff because he didn't know what lacking meant. He didn't know what a famine was because with his father, he had everything. But anyways, this guy is broke and there's a famine in the land and he's looking for a job. So he gets one that's in the field feeding pigs. You know, time goes by and this guy's situation keeps going from bad to worse. And in verse 16, the Bible says he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. I want y'all to notice how he's finding desirable what he once found disgusting. Mind you, he was living in his father's home. He would, he would think of the pig's pods and think that's disgusting. And now he's reached a level in his life where guilt and, and sin has consumed him. And he's finding desirable what he once found disgusting. Luke 17 says, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Man, that's wow. I'm sure the prodigal son was thinking of this every time things started to go south. When he squandered his wealth, he thought, maybe I should go back with my father. But guilt wouldn't let him. When a famine came through, guilt wouldn't let him. When he was looking for a job, maybe I should go back with my dad. No, guilt wouldn't let him. 
when he was walking towards the field, guilt wouldn't let him. It was until he hit rock bottom and he realized that he was desiring the things he once found disgusting that he came to his senses. The Bible says he said to himself, oh my goodness, listen, I want y'all to hear me on this one because sometimes we can join Zoom meetings and go to church and hear truth radio preachings so we can receive a word when the most impactful thing we can do and hear should come from us talking to ourselves. It was when he said to himself, I will go back to my father that everything changed. It was David in Psalms 32 verse 5 who said, finally, I confessed all my sins to you. I said to myself, I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave all the all, and you forgave me. All my guilt was gone. My goodness, I've come to preach to somebody that the most impactful thing we can do to turn our situations around is simply just talking to yourself, preaching to yourself, quote scripture, speak faith, recite the promises of God, and claim victory. You don't need to look at Jeff Arnold's preachings or listen to Because of the Times Choir. Sometimes you just got to minister to yourself. Hallelujah. You just got to preach the word to yourself. When, when there's hell and high water, you ought to say, I am persuaded that neither life nor death, oh God, that neither life nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor I can't remember what else it says, dude, but it says, can separate me from the love of God. Oh my goodness. Ain't nothing can separate you from the love of God, from the mercy of God, from the grace of God, from the forgiveness of Jesus. Oh, so totally. My goodness. Verse 20. The prodigal son moves from guilt to grace. He moves from his guilt to his father's grace. I want you to, I want you to hear me on this. So he got up and went to his father. That's when he moved from guilt to grace. He was walking towards his father's house. I want you to understand he moved physically. Physical and spiritual movement are hand in hand. You want to you move from guilt to grace? You're not going to move by sitting around in your lazy boy pew. You're going to have to get on your knees on that altar and plant your face on it and say, Jesus Son of David, have mercy on me. Forgive me. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me as white as snow. The Bible says in, in Psalms 32, I said to he said, and finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stop trying to hide my guilt and you forgave me all my guilt is gone let me tell you something there's a difference between confession of sins and and a prayer of repentance the bible says to confess your sins for he is for he will forgive you my goodness you have to confess your sins to receive forgiveness and restoration. The Bible says, if confess, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. There has to be a confession. There has to be a movement. Oh, hallelujah. There ought to be a confession of our sins in order to be in order to be forgiven, in order to be purified from all unrighteousness. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The prodigal son moves from guilt to grace. And as, 
as he's walking towards his father's house, the Bible says that he got up and went to his father. This is what it says. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. You want to know something, dude? You want to know something? The Bible says in James, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You have to get, oh God, you don't have to get good to get God. You don't have to be perfect for move from guilt to grace. You just got to have a made up mind and move from guilt to grace. You just got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired and make up your mind and say, Jesus, I'm coming after your grace. I'm coming after your mercy. I'm coming after your forgiveness and restoration and move from your guilt to grace when you draw near to God he will draw near to you oh santo hallelujah my goodness oh god the son said to him father i have sinned against heaven and against you i am no longer worthy to be called your son humility he said man i've messed up and you know what his father said nothing his father said to his servants quick bring the best robe put it on him put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet oh hallelujah you want to know what that means oh my goodness my goodness hebrews 10 17 our sins he remembers no more it's the garment let me tell you something that robe is what symbolizes us as acceptable and justified not guilty before the lord that robe symbolizes us being acceptable you know what else he gave him he gave him a ring that ring symbolizes the authority of being a child of god that he gave him he gave him sandals man my goodness symbolizing love and welcoming him back home that prodigal son came back to his father broken down busted and disgusted but god oh god but god who's rich in mercy gave him that robe gave him those sandals gave him that ring he gave him everything he lost he gave him everything that was taken from him and he restored him to the fullest he put him back where he was oh hallelujah he gave him back everything that was rightfully his you know what the father said bring the fattened calf and kill it let us have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found so they began to celebrate i've come to preach to somebody right now when you're living a life of guilt and shame and condemnation you are lost but when you move from guilt to grace you will move from being lost to being found you will move from being bound to being loose you will move from being dead to being alive you will move from 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 darkness 
into his marvelous light. I've come to preach to a young man. I've come to preach to a guy that is feeling guilty and shameful and disgusted by the guilt and the shame that they've been going through. I've come to preach to somebody, move from your guilt to God's grace. God's grace. Let me tell you something. Quit letting the devil rob you from the revelation tonight that God's grace isn't obtainable, that God's grace isn't a available because the truth is it is the bible says come boldly before the throne room of grace come boldly before jesus and say god i'm ready to move from my guilt to your grace i'm ready to take this step of faith i'm ready to move i'm ready to live i'm ready to breathe i'm ready to be set free Thank you, Jesus. Because the truth is, God didn't come here to condemn you. He said, then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. God wants us to move from guilt to grace, but he also wants us to leave our life of sin. Let me tell you something. God's grace is available and God's grace is sufficient. And I want you to understand that take advantage of God's grace. But don't take advantage of God's grace. Don't take advantage of God's grace. My goodness, Galatians 5.13 says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But do not use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's this month. That's this sermon series this month. Love. We ought to serve each other in love. Let me tell you something. God doesn't want us to live in, in, in we, God doesn't want us to live a life full of guilt or shame or condemnation. He does not want us to live a life bound, but he wants us to live a life in freedom. He says, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Just because God's grace is available and obtainable, it does not mean, it is not a free token to go sin. Let me tell you something, guilt is a way out, grace is a way out of sin, not a way back into sin. Just because grace is available doesn't mean you got to go smoke that cigarette. It doesn't mean you're going to go have sex with your girlfriend. Oh, because God's grace is available, I'm just going to go repent on Sunday. No, Oh, goodness. No, that is not what the word of God says. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Be wise, my brothers and sisters. Do not take advantage of God's grace and, and use it to satisfy your sinful nature, but instead use it to serve one another in love. Today, let us throw off that loud, critical voice and put on grace and strength. Oh, goodness. Let me tell you something. You, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've sinned a lot. But I've come to realize that God's grace is sufficient. And God's grace is greater than my sins and my failures and my shortcomings. You may not have had, had a good beginning in life, but this doesn't mean you cannot have a great finish. Whatever your past life was, 
with Jesus, you can make a completely new start and have a great future. Do not, you don't need to go around burdened by guilt. You don't need to go walking around burdened by shame and condemnation. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. God has called us to live a life of freedom, to live a life of grace. Let me tell you something. Well, Henry, you don't know what I've done. I don't need to know what you've done. I know what he's done. I know what Jesus did for you and I, and it's enough. It's enough to cover. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, let me tell you something about God's grace. Let me tell you something about God's mercy. God's mercy is greater than God's memory. Oh, I'll say it again. God's grace is greater than God's memory. Your sin will I remember no more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Stop beating yourself up suffering because, well, I did this wrong and I did that wrong. We all do a bunch of things wrong, but God's grace and God's mercy is enough. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Man, thank you, Jesus. Man, guilt to grace. I felt the Lord speak to me and say, in order for them to transition, they have to move. In order for them to receive my grace, they have to move away from their guilt. We need to move from having a conscience full of guilt to a conscience full of grace. Grace. Get out of the guilt and go into his grace. Get out of the darkness and go into his marvelous light. Get out of your weakness and go into his strength. You want to know what guilt does? Guilt is these four walls we build around us that resist and rejects the grace and mercy of Jesus. Quit building walls. Quit building excuses and start start asking God for forgiveness of your sins. Confess your sins and move forward. If you fall, get back up. Let me tell you something. We're not perfect, but we serve a God who is. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you, there's nothing that will clear our guilt other than God's forgiveness. My goodness. Nothing will clear away our guilt and God's forgiveness than God's grace and mercy. Let me tell you something. The devil is going to try to tell you that you can't move from guilt to grace because he wants you to live in guilt. When the devil is going to say you can't. But let me tell you something. When the devil says you can't, God says you can. Oh, man. When the devil says you can't live for God, God says you can. When he says you can't move from guilt to grace, God says my grace is sufficient and available. And I'm waiting with my arms open wide to receive you and to bless you, and to restore you. In Jesus' name, my goodness, my, 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 my. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Man, God 
is so good. We need to move from guilt to grace. Don't look at your sins and failures and mistakes. Look beyond them. Look into your destiny. Look into your purpose. Look into the throne room of grace. Look beyond your failures and look into your future. Look beyond your guilt and look into his grace. Look beyond your mistakes and look into his mercy and his majesty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We need to move from guilt to grace. Remember that if God appointed Paul with his grace and power to become one of the greatest apostles of of all time, then God can appoint you with that very same power to become all that he is calling you to become in him and in this life. God has called us to... God has given us a greater and a higher calling, and we need to answer the call of God. We cannot continue to let guilt make decisions for us. We cannot continue to let guilt make decisions for us. We cannot let guilt answer the call of God for us. We need to let grace make that decision. We need to let mercy be the one that makes that decision. My goodness. We need to move from guilt to grace, from fear to faith, from mistakes to mercy. We need to move. We need to move. We need to move. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We need to move from guilt to grace. Like the prodigal son, we need to come to our senses and talk to ourselves and preach to ourselves. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jerry, what's up, man? Man, what a word, bro. Man, it's spoke right into my spirit, bro. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the anointing on you, bro. Man, this word was for me and for everybody in this group. I want everybody to just lift up your hands right now. I yes. feel the Holy Ghost. Just lift up your hands. Come on, right now, in the name of Jesus. Guilt, yes. no part of my life, no more condemnation. You do not accept oh, Shame and all the things I've done in the past. I want you to God to destroy him right now. It's over. Jesus said it on the cross. It is over. I paid it all for you. Walk in the newness of life. You have a purpose now. You've been called by his wonderful grace. Uh, go ahead and accept it right now. It's your calling. Don't waste it. Stop wasting time. Don't live in sin. He paid it all for you, baby. Come on, honey. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost. Hey, what y'all can unmute yourself, man. Let's have let's have a, a book of Acts service right now in Jesus' name. Woo, man. We need to move from guilt to grace. Come on, somebody. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you guys a testimony how God used Henry right now. It, this is this spoke to my heart and my spirit. I'm gonna tell you what happened. 
So I get a text message early on today uh, from this girl that I met at the AYC trip. And uh, I want to be really uh, cautious here and be really private of the matter. Um, she texts me. She she goes, hey, I need you to pray. I need you to pray for this friend that he just uh, he just died. Young man, good looking guy, been in church all his life. He's been to all the camp meetings, all the youth camps, been to church back and forth. I don't know if he was his dad was a preacher. I have no clue. I don't know the guy, but um, my friend does. And I'm really good friends with this friend. Well, it turns out that he committed suicide. Committed suicide. And I went on a prayer walk and the Lord told me guilt. Guild overcame that young, precious young man, good-looking guy, church member, faithful, happy. But when the spirit of guilt and shame gets to you, and I feel like there's an aggression on young men like us, that we can't get over the guilt and the shame, and it's going to overtake you, and, and it's going to take you to the grave, unless, hear me now, unless you say, enough. I'm an overcomer because the Bible says that we're overcomers. Amen. Yes. Hell is not, it's hell is still hot and it's not made for us, guys. You got to get out of the grave. You're alive and you have a yes. purpose. Amen. Yes. I'm not going to let anybody in this group backslid or anything like that or could go into condemnation. You've been bought by the blood of the Lamb. Woo! Yes. Oh, man, it cost him everything, and he wants you to live with joy. It's the will of God. You got to get it in you, bro. You got to get in your prayer closet and say, I don't have a condemnation in my life. I don't forget about it. The Bible says, I have forgotten your sin from as far as from the east and the west. Forget, forget yourself, bro. It's, it's, it's harder. For, for you to forgive somebody than yourself, bro. Get rid of it, bro. It's You've been cleansed whiter than snow. Like this white t-shirt I'm wearing. Woo! Yeah. Jesus' name. Oh, man. Man, what man. a word, bro. What a word. I might just copy and paste your message. <clears throat> what That's a treat. That's live, Karnan. <laughs> what a word man yeah, Jesus man you know <clears throat> I uh that that's awful bro that that breaks my heart apart that and you know who who it reminds me of it reminds me of Judah bro Judas he was with Jesus for three years bro just like this young man was at camp meetings and church and but guilt overrode them, bro. And that's the greatest need right now, bro, is for people to, that's why people, like you say, backslide and commit suicide. It's because guilt has override them. That's why I said that, that guilt, if you're not careful, it will start making decisions for you. And it leads you to a path of self-destruction. And like Jerry said, I don't want anyone here to backslide. I don't want none of you to backslide. I want every, every single young man here 
has a calling and a purpose and an anointing, and I've come to preach a little longer. Let me tell you something. Just because you fail doesn't mean that God's done with you. God is speaking to us right now. I am not done. I have barely begun. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says in Philippians, he who started a good work in you will take it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And it doesn't matter how many times you fail and sin. God is going to take it to completion until Mm. the day of Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. My goodness. My goodness. My Mm. Lord. My Lord. Grace is greater than guilt. I'll say it until y'all start getting annoyed by it. Amen. Man. You got to imprint it in your heart right now. I don't know what it's going to take for everybody to wake up, but I feel like an aggressive spirit attacking young men right now. And I'm tired and sick of it. And the preacher said it yesterday. Uh, You need to get a hold of the devil and you you need to start punching him until he's knocked out on the floor, man. You know, go like, condemnation, guilt, lust, until it's dead. Come on, somebody. Come on, dude. Wow. Praise God. That was awesome. Man, I really hope that this word encouraged you to move from your guilt to God's grace. And I hope it served you as a reminder that God's grace is available. And it's available for everyone. Why don't you share this with someone you feel could help? You know, someone you know that is probably dealing with guilt or shame or condemnation. You say, you know what? This word can definitely help them. Why don't you send it to them? And while you're at it, why don't you leave us a a five-star review and uh, subscribe? It's kind of like YouTube, you know? You subscribe and you get informed whenever we have new episodes. Man, I'm so... I'm so excited for the Men of Valor uh, future. I know God is doing great things. And I want to encourage somebody right now. um, Answer the call of God in your life. Sometimes it might seem a little weird. You know, it might seem a little different. But if God's calling you to do something like that, it's because he's got your back. And he's going to make a way where there is no way. And he's going to just do whatever he's got to do to get to where he wants you to be. So, I love you guys. I'm going to be praying for all of y'all. If you have any prayer requests, send them our way. We would love to help you pray for your needs, your church's needs. Whatever needs you've got, we're here for you. You want to do a one-on-one Bible study? You want to go over a certain topic? Shoot us a DM. We're here for you. I love you guys. May the Lord bless you and keep you and His face shine upon you. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Ciao.